0: Okay, we're going to get started here. I'm sure we'll have some people join us as we start the presentation here. Um, Tonight, what I hope to do is to alleviate some of the misconceptions about low thyroid and adrenal fatigue, and I know there's many of you out there who have struggled with low thyroid for a number of years, probably have had numerous thyroid blood tests taken, all coming back positive, I'm sorry, all coming back negative and uh, your doctor telling you that you you don't have thyroid and in fact you do, we're going to talk about that tonight and go through some ways that you can uh, try to get your energy back, get your zip back and get get healthy again. Um, this presentation will be about 30 minutes and then at the end of that, maybe, maybe a little shorter if my, my voice is, may not hold tonight, I've been doing some taping for some doctor series seminars and um, have a little bit of a sore throat tonight. But uh, I'm going to try to hang in there about 30 minutes, so hang in there with me. And at the end of 30 minutes, I'm going to take your questions. Um, There's really no way to take the questions other than a little bit of a free-for-all. Last week's uh, presentation, question-and-answer session with the fibromyalgia call-in program was a little little wild and woolly, but there's really no... Real good way to do that. So what I'm going to ask is if you'll keep yourself self-muted by using the star six key, um, and then at the very end of this presentation, you can unmute yourself as you ask your question. Hang around. I'll take. I'll make sure we get all the questions answered. Um, I'll hang in here as long as I need to to make sure that those questions are answered. Well, a little bit about me. If you've not heard me speak before, you, or you're not familiar with my background. Uh, I'm Dr. Roger Murphy. I'm a board chiropractor and nutritional specialist. I've been treating those with low thyroid for a number of years, and particularly those with low thyroid who have fibromyalgia. That's really how I came to know uh, what, I have, what I have to share with you tonight about uh, low thyroid, by taking care of fibromyalgia patients for the last 15 years. Uh, I never would have uh, Sought out to become a, an expert in fibromyalgia and hypothyroid. That's just not something I would have done. But 15 years ago, I had a patient that was referred to me, and with fibromyalgia, and able to get her well in about three months, which is really unheard of. Um, I was I was naive enough to think I could do that with all my fibromyalgia patients, and I quickly was humbled, and i spent the last 15 years writing. Uh, three books about fibromyalgia, the fourth edition now has just now come out and is now making its way into the bookstores. It's available online um, as well as by calling my office. Again, check your bookstore. And I've written a couple other books. Uh, one's Treating and Beating, Anxiety and Depression with Orthomolecular Medicine, and the other one is Heart Disease, which Your Doctor Won't Tell You. Um, but it, tonight we're going to be talking about hypothyroid or low thyroid and it's a very important topic for anybody who wants to be healthy because it's really, for so many people, it's the missing link. And I found that out years ago when I started treating these fibromyalgia patients. I found out that, um, first of all, traditional medicine didn't really know what to do with these patients, and traditional medicine alone was really a dead end for them. I also found out that about 40% of my patients with fibromyalgia have low thyroid, and unfortunately, of that 40%, probably 90% of them had either been misdiagnosed uh, or undiagnosed with the thyroid problem that they had, they were missed, and we're going to talk about why that happens. And with thyroid is uh, incredibly important because it is the master hormone or hormones that control our metabolism, which gives us energy, and every, every cell is driven by this energy that we have. So, so a lot of this information you can find on the website, treatingandbeating.com. Also tonight's uh, presentation, there's a special report at hypothyroid-cure.com. And so if you don't get all this information, you can get it from there. And you're also welcome to call the office, and we'll be happy to email you a copy of uh, the in-depth special report on thyroid if you've not seen that or have trouble getting that off the Internet. The call will be recorded, so you'll uh, check back in the next couple of days. If you want to have a friend listen to this, they're happy to do this, free of charge. Well, <clears throat> so let's, let's talk about hypothyroid. Um, it, it's it's one of those things kind of like the great masquerader. It, it can cause so many different symptoms that it can be uh, suspected of, of being some other illness. I mean, it's fatigue, of course, is the big one, but headaches, dry skin, excessive swelling cold hands and cold feet, poor memory, hair loss, hoarseness, nervousness, depression, burning, a tingling sensation in the hands and feet, yellowing of your skin. Now, the reason that happens is is because when your metabolism is compromised, when your thyroid function is low, you cannot convert vitamin A into, I'm sorry, you cannot convert beta carotene into vitamin A. So you get this buildup of beta carotene she actually turned your skin pigment this uh, orange or yellow color. I'll never forget years ago, uh, I had a patient that came to me that had all the symptoms of low thyroid and had numerous blood tests that came back saying that she was uh, didn't have low thyroid. She was went to doctor after doctor, uh, fatigue, weight gain, her hair was falling out, she was depressed, constipated. Tingling in her hands and feet, but one of the things that really stood out about this patient that was so obvious that she had low thyroid was this yellow, orangeish skin tone that she had, and she looked like this giant carrot. And it was, I mean, that was a dead giveaway that she had low thyroid, and yet she'd been to doctor after doctor, and told her, no, your blood tests look normal. There's nothing wrong with you. Here's an antidepressant, or here's some here's some Adderall, or some Ritalin to pep you up. But there's nothing, no the matter with your your thyroid. Now, look at all these symptoms on here, Uh, problems with equilibrium, carpal tunnel syndrome, swelling, edema, swelling around the ankles. The other thing you'll see in low thyroid is swelling around the eyes. Now, allergies will do that too, but oftentimes you get the puffy eyes. And again, that's the low metabolism. You don't have enough energy in the the cells to be able to pump this fluid around the body and, and to be able to handle it efficiently. High blood pressure is one. Many people have high blood pressure as a result of low thyroid. Angina or chest pain Atherosclerosis of hardening of the arteries High cholesterol is one that uh, shows up uh, over and over again People have high cholesterol Get thrown a statin medication A lipid-lowering medication like Crestor or Lipitor Or some of these other CoQ10 robbing, depleting drugs That actually deplete you of CoQ10 Which increases your risk of congestive heart failure High blood pressure Um, uh low libido, anxiety, depression. Men who take statin medications are more likely to, I'm sorry, men who take statin medications and and have low cholesterol below 150 are more likely to be depressed and commit suicide. Uh, The greatest, I think, myth that's ever been pushed down the American public uh, has been this whole myth about high cholesterol and it's the villain in heart disease and that's that's not, there's nothing correct about that at all. It's, It's a it's all a bunch of propaganda. I'd encourage you to read my book, uh, Heart Disease, What Your Doctor Won't Tell You About That. But one of the things we see is in low thyroid, you get high cholesterol that shows up. And again, um, if you just treat the low thyroid condition, high cholesterol will, will, will right itself. By the way, high cholesterol, cholesterol is one of the most potent antioxidants in the body. And so when you get under a lot of stress, your cholesterol levels tend to be elevated. Uh, that's partly because of low thyroid menstrual irregularities, uh, infertility, PMS, fibrocystic breast disease, uh, POS, reactive hypoglycemia. Hypoglycemia is a big one, both in thyroid and also adrenal dysfunction or adrenal fatigue, which we'll talk about. Uh, You have these weird allergic reactions where you itch all the time or allergic rhinitis, which your nose is running all the time. The other thing that tends to show up is uh, you get problems with poor immune function and because, that's because every cell in the body depends on these thyroid hormones to regulate how well they, they work and um, if you picture the the thyroid hormones uh, or picture what the thyroid hormones do they, they control enzymes in your body and enzymes we have trillions of enzymes in the body they're like little keys and if you can picture these little keys swimming around in your bloodstream and these little keys, they go along and they, they unlock certain doors or receptor sites to allow things to happen, chemical reactions to happen in the body. And what thyroid hormones do is they actually control the shape of these enzymes. So if you can get a kind of a mental picture here of a skeleton key roaming through your body, opening up receptor sites or receptor cells so that thyroid hormone and these enzymes can then make things happen. But what happens is is when your thyroid becomes compromised, and mainly it's because of stress, it really shuts down the thyroid gland. You, you start having problems with low thyroid. But when it becomes compromised, these enzymes, these keys, actually change shape. And now, because they change shape, they're not able to unlock the, the receptor site. Every system in the body starts to be affected. These enzymes are controlled by the metabolism, what's metabolism, energy of a cell, and the heat that's given off, this energy. And the enzymes, when the thyroid is low, the enzymes are compromised and they slow down and they don't work very well and they change their shape. But when their thyroid is at its optimal level, then these enzymes are racing around the body They have plenty of zip and pep, and the key shape is normalized so that these receptor sites are open. So, you know, thyroid, the thing about low thyroid is that it affects every cell in the body, so therefore it affects every system in the body. One of the things that's real common with low thyroid is, um, is low immune function, and this is really typical both for my allergy patients as well as my chronic fatigue syndrome patients that I take care of. But low immune function is a common characteristic associated with low thyroid. And one of the things that happens with people with hypothyroid and adrenal fatigue, by the way, that we'll be talking about, is they get these chronic infections. Typical is the chronic sinus infections. You know, you get the sinus infection that um, you you just, you, you just keep it during the winter time. You just have one after the other, take antibiotic after antibiotic, have steroid shots after steroid shots, a dose back after dose back. And they just keep coming back, coming back, coming back. And the bigger reason that is is because the thyroid is not strong enough, not functioning at optimal levels. Your metabolism is so low that it can't keep the immune system strong enough to fight off these bacteria, or it could be a virus. And in many cases, what we're finding out is some 90% of all sinus infections are actually yeast infections. So people are taking uh, uh, antibiotics, and they're actually doing no good. They're actually making the yeast infection in their sinuses become worse, so they get chronic sinusitis. Now, interesting, um, what happens is if you, if you have these chronic sinus infections, and it could be chronic upper respiratory infections or chronic urinary tract infections, whatever it is. But interestingly, if, if the re- root cause is this low thyroid that's causing a compromised immune system, once you boost your uh, thyroid hormones back up to their normal levels and get your thyroid at optimal uh, level, what you'll find is, is these infections go away. Uh, oftentimes when patients have chronic sinusitis, uh, chronic sinus infections, what they'll find is, is once we get their thyroid uh, to regulate and get it working correctly, they'll have one more nasty sinus infection. And it's usually kind of a nasty one because what's happening is the uh, immune system's finally strong enough to really totally fight this thing off. But then they don't have any more, um, they're, they don't, they're, they're over these. They, they don't have any more problems with these infections. Because now the immune system is strong enough, thanks to optimal thyroid function, to be able to keep the, uh, these infections at bay. Uh, another common thing is this constipation. So the digestive system is another system that's routinely affected by low—excuse me—by low thyroid. And um, so if you have trouble with having a regular bowel movement every day, it may not be irritable bowel syndrome. It may just be constipation. And by the way, irritable bowel syndrome um, is kind of a, a, a farce um, no one really has irritable bowel syndrome you either have problems with low magnesium or you're not getting deep restorative sleep or you know it's something in your digestive system absorption but it's not a norm deficiency or bento deficiency and I find that irritable bowel syndrome goes away pretty quickly once my patients start taking a digestive enzyme and enough magnesium and goes away. Magnesium is a natural muscle relaxer, so it relaxes both the muscles as well as the colon. So if you get constipated, one thing you want to make sure you're doing is taking a minimum of 500 milligrams to 800 milligrams of magnesium. Now, if you take too much, you're going to get a loose bowel movement. But the other thing is, if you get constipated uh, while you're taking that dose of magnesium, yeah, absolutely, it could be, it could very well be that you are uh, low thyroid, and so you certainly want to explore that. I'm going to talk about how to do that tonight. Um, now with loose bowel movements it's different, loose bio movements is usually because you're low in serotonin and because you're low in serotonin serotonin controls how fast or how slow food moves through the intestinal tract and once you start taking 5-HTP which is what makes serotonin uh, no one has a Prozac or Selexa or or Lexapro deficiency you probably have a 5-HTP deficiency but once you start taking 300 milligrams of 5-HTP and a digestive enzyme um, IBS D diarrhea goes away pretty quickly. Brain function here's a big one uh, for low thyroid. You see that individuals with low thyroid suffer from anxiety and depression, and poor memory and mental clarity issues. Uh, fibro fog we call it for the fibro patients. But um, thyroid hormone in particular T uh, T3 triiodothyroxin is uh, the most potent antidepressant out there. And the studies show, one after the other, that individuals who have depression, if they'll add T3, which is one of the thyroid hormones, to their antidepressant, uh, they'll get a tremendous boost in that antidepressant. Oftentimes, if the antidepressant isn't working, uh, if they'll add the thyroid prescription, T3, then it'll start working. Uh, Study after study shows that for the individuals who, who uh, you know, with depression, what happens is, and for those of you who have depression, you know that you've, you, you go from one serotonin reuptake inhibitor to another. Um, so you may start off with Selexor, and then after a period of time, the Selexor quits working, so then you go to Paxil, and then uh, you're on Paxil for nine to 12 months, and you gain a bunch of weight, so you go off that one, and you go on Zoloft. But what's happening is, is those medications don't make serotonin, they only help your brain hang on to what serotonin's in there. And part of what's happening is is, the, is that um, when you don't have enough thyroid hormone, in particular T3, then your body's not able to hang on to serotonin or the other neurotransmitters like norepinephrine, uh, dopamine, and be able to use them correctly. So oftentimes people will be taking antidepressants, which, by the way, antidepressants that show up to 70% of the time are no better than a, a sugar pill. Part of that may be because they don't work if you don't have optimal thyroid function, and that's a big part of that. Um, so what we find in, in my practice is, again, um, my specialty is fibromyalgia in particular. I've been doing that for the last 15 years, but 40% of my patients have low thyroid, and probably 95% of my patients um, have low moods and are on antidepressants. And typically... Uh, what, what I'll find is for those real difficult patients who do not respond to just amino acid therapy, 5-HTP, 5-hydroxytryptophan, which again, that plus certain B vitamins, magnesium, and vitamin C makes serotonin, or they don't respond to SAMe, s methionine, which is what makes norepinephrine, which is the um, stimulating, feel-good, antidepressant uh, neurotransmitter of the brain, If they don't respond to those amino acids, then oftentimes because their thyroid function is compromised and that needs to be addressed. But again, um, the big thing about uh, uh, mood disorders is, is oftentimes it's associated with low thyroid and that low thyroid function is routinely missed. Could you have low thyroid and not even know it? Well, over 20 million Americans suffer from 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 a thyroid disorder. Another 10 million women have a low grade thyroid dysfunction that go undiagnosed. Now, there's an estimate from doctors who specialize in low thyroid that up to 40 percent of the population is suffering from some form of thyroid dysfunction, whether that is, um, a, a, you know, a, a, obvious uh, hypothyroid which is demonstrated by a blood test or it's a a youth thyroid condition where your blood tests are normal but you have all the symptoms of low thyroid Uh, but it's estimated that up to 40 percent of the population has low thyroid and it's just being missed and i see that every day in my practice it's very very frustrating Um, the reason why low thyroid is routinely missed is because the blood tests aren't accurate What we're doing with this blood test is we're trying to measure how much thyroid is swimming around in the bloodstream uh, one second out of one minute out of one hour out of the day. The problem with that, taking that instant snapshot of what's in the blood system, is that it varies throughout the day, number one. Number two, it can be compromised by different medications you take. Number three, and probably the the most uh, obvious one, is that uh, thyroid hormone doesn't do anything in the bloodstream it's got to get into the cell and we have no way to measure that there's no way to measure how much thyroid hormone is in the cell we're basically doing a, a, a guess a guesstimation that if you've got this much thyroid swimming out in your bloodstream then you must have it getting into your cell and therefore you're normal but uh, that's not the case and part of the part of the problem is that in medicine and what we do is is we tend to think of people in clusters of averages like the um bell-shaped curve and with the bell-shaped curve you know you have 60 percent fin underneath that and then you have 20 percent on the low end and 20 percent on the high end um, but you could be an overachiever or an under, uh, underachiever and some individuals do better with a higher level higher level of thyroid in their system than others and uh, there's no way to really know that we're just basically saying you know using this this range now (coughs) excuse me the other thing we see is that um, there's two different thyroid hormones uh, T4 thyroxin and T3 and T4 has to convert into T3 T3 is the active hormone T4 is the warm-up act. It really doesn't do a whole lot. It's really its main job is to convert into the active T3. Um, The problem is, excuse me, is that T4 oftentimes cannot convert into T3, and we're not picking that up on the blood test. So oftentimes, I'll have patients that are taking synthetic T4, like Synthroid or Levifoxil, and they're taking these medications and have been taking them for years, and they go back to their doctor, every three to six months, and the blood tests come back, and they tell them to stay on the same dose, yet they don't feel any different. They're still losing their hair, they have weight gain, they can't lose any weight, they have low moods, they have uh, the positive constipation, dry skin, tingling in the hands, cold hands, uh, cold feet. All the symptoms are low thyroid, and yet the doctor keeps them on the Synthroid and keeps them on the same dose. The problem is, is that Synthroid, which is synth- synthetic T4, may not be converting into the active t3 and there's, that's a big problem because again the active t3 is what makes everything happen you can live without t4 but you can't live without t3 t3 is what makes everything happen now there's a blood test that can measure that it's called reverse t3 and um, guess what reverse t3 is well it's it reverses it, it it keeps it blocks t4 from converting into t3 it reverses that that uh, function, and uh, I mentioned earlier in the presentation that what brings on low thyroid is stress. Um, when you get under too much stress, the thyroid starts to be uh, starts to become compromised, and part of that is because when you become under get under too much stress, um, the hypothalamus, pituitary, and the adrenals, the autonomic nervous system starts to to go a little haywire and if it's not given its opportunity to rest to have some downtime then it starts to malfunction and one of the things you see is the thyroid then starts to become sluggish the other thing with stress is it causes lower immune function Um, you're hearing my voice right now it's a little shaky tonight because I'm fighting off this head cold Uh, part of that is from uh, being up late with my uh, four month year old and my three year old's uh, to top it off, it's been battling these uh, ear infections. I've never had a kid with ear infections. They're terrible. Uh, first time he's ever had them. But anyway, so you can hear me. When you get into too much stress, like I've been under recently, your immune system starts to become compromised. Those with hypothyroid, the problem with that is when your, um, when your immune system becomes compromised, then it can start to release these antibodies that actually attack the thyroid, and you get... Um, autoimmune disease where the thyroid is attacking itself and starting to shut down that's called Hashimoto's disease now if it starts to shut the thyroid down in Hashimoto's you have hypothyroid low thyroid where everything slows down and you gain weight and you don't feel good and you feel run down if it um, attacks the thyroid and speeds everything up then you get a condition called Graves' disease where you're anxious and, and Uh, losing a good bit of weight and can't keep weight on, you're hungry all the time and your metabolism is soaring and you're going crazy, that's called Graves' disease. Uh, One of the blood tests that um, I recommend that you get along with this reverse T3 um, is that you get your thyroid peroxidase antibodies, you get uh, thyroid antibodies, TPO. You get that measured to see if you're in the early phases of the thyroid attacking itself because that won't show up on a regular blood test. We'll we'll talk more about blood tests here in a minute, but um, just don't want to forget this. Make sure that when you're getting blood tests, you also get a TPO because you want to see if the thyroid is attacking itself. If so, then it's only a matter of time before you have hypothyroid, but it may be five years before that shows up on a regular standard thyroid blood test. In the meantime, you go through five years of feeling terrible, and those of you with hypothyroid, you know what I'm talking about. You're always sick and you're always tired, uh, so don't go through that. Make sure you get a TPO test. Now, what causes reverse T3? Well, stress. The more stress you get under, the more likely you are to have an elevation of reverse T3, which shuts down that conversion, so there's there's, there's stress. Um, now, you're one of the things, too, <laughs> 135, how about that? I'm um, not sure how that got like that, but that's interesting. Um, one of the other things is, is that your, your, um, your doctor probably is not interpreting your, your test correctly. And the reason why is uh, last year, I guess now it's been two years ago, uh, they actually changed the parameters for these blood tests, and they lowered them, the TSH, from 5.0, I think, down to 3.0 four and many labs are using, still using the uh, the five as the marker. If you're above five, your TSH above five, then you're hypothyroid. Uh, but you really now, if you're if you're above 3.04, you're hypothyroid. Many doctors are not um, abiding by that, even though the American College of uh, Endocrinology came out with that two years ago and said that that's what we should be doing. The other thing is that many Endocrinologists, uh, who special, you know, these are doctors who specialize in hypothyroid, and other doctors who specialize in thyroid, think that people should be around 2.0, that you really feel better and do better, and you're and you're healthier at 2.0. Especially if you're taking Synthroid, or Armour or prescription thyroid medication anyway, um, your TSH should be around 2.0. So if it's higher than that, and they tell you, oh well, you it's normal, it's okay. Um, you need to be pestering your doctor or switch to another doctor to get that around to 2.0 to really feel as good as you can and we're going to talk more about, about that um, well let's talk a little bit about these two different hormones I've already mentioned them the amino acid tyrosine along with iodine uh, produce the thyroid hormones thyroxine and T3 um, Again, you can live without T4, but you can't live without T3. You really need this T3. It's the active hormone. Um, nutrition plays a big role in your thyroid function, and we're going to talk about that. Iodine is very important. You should be getting that on a daily basis because our salt intake has been... Uh, you should be getting that with your salt because it's iodized salt. But even even uh, even with that, we're finding that... Many patients are low in iodine and we're gonna I'm gonna show you how you can test for that. If you're low in let me go back to that, if you're low in um iodine, then you're gonna be low in thyroxine. What thyroxine means is, is four, T four or four iodine molecules and what triiodone means is three of those iodine molecules. And when you're low in iodine, you're not gonna be producing these two thyroid hormones. If you're low in the amino acid tyrosine which you could be and it's a genetic glitch that some people have and those with fibromyalgia are low in tyrosine they're also low in tryptophan and methionine and leucine and two or three other amino acids that they have a genetic glitch Um, they really have trouble making these thyroid hormones on their own now a little bit of anatomy and physiology just bear with me don't get caught too caught up in this I don't need to know uh, this you know, in detail but the hypothalamus which is a, a, a gland inside your brain uh, it regulates thyroid hormones by signaling the pituitary which is also a gland inside an organ or a gland inside your brain to increase or decrease thyroid stimulating hormone. It, now those of you with hypothyroid who have been diagnosed you're familiar with TSH because that's what your doctor looking at to see whether to lower or raise your prescription thyroid dose. Uh, When the level of thyroid hormones drops too low, the hypothalamus signals the pituitary to release this thyroid-stimulating hormone. The thyroid gland is like a furnace, and the pituitary gland is like the thermostat. Thyroid hormones are like the heat. When the heat goes back to the thermostat, it turns the thermostat off. So you're getting this self-regulation. As the room cools, the thyroid hormone levels drop, the thermostat turns on and the TSH increases, increases, stimulating the body to make more thyroid and get that into the blood, into the bloodstream. Um, again, the problem with the blood test is this whole when well, they're trying to measure this, this cooling and heating system, because um, what they're looking at is thyroid stimulating hormone. They're looking to see if you're thyroid levels are low, then your TSH level is going to be elevated. Okay, you got that? Let me repeat that. If your body doesn't have enough thyroid hormones circulating in the bloodstream, then your TSH level becomes elevated. It goes up because it's signaling the body to produce or release more thyroid hormones. Now, the reverse is true too. If you have too much thyroid hormone swimming around in the bloodstream, then your TSH level drops down because it's telling the body or telling the pituitary and hypothalamus that you have too much thyroid in the bloodstream, don't release anymore. The problem with the blood test is again, we're looking inside the bloodstream and not in the cell. We don't know how much T4 or T3 is in the cell. We can't measure that. So we really don't know how effective the thyroid hormones are. so there's really no way to, to measure that other than just kind of guess that if you've got this much and your TSH is at uh, 3.0, then which is in the normal range, then you're probably got enough thyroid in yourself. And that's not uh, a very good way to do it. The Journal of Clinical Psychiatry has reported laboratory blood tests for thyroid may be inaccurate for many who get tested for hypothyroid disorders. Um, and many doctors are coming to that conclusion as well. Now, another thing I've mentioned is the iodine is what makes up uh, thyroxine T4 and also T3, and so if you get low in iodine, you start having a problem, and that's one of the reasons why we're seeing people have low thyroids, because, uh, uh, which it's kind of un- unbelievable really to me, but starting to see people actually being low in iodine. Um, part of that is that women in particular have a hard time hanging on, to the iodine, they take in every day. And we'll see that in just a minute. But we are starting to see that people do have low iodine and that's causing their low thyroid. Um, normally, TSH increases the uptake of iodine by the thyroid gland and increases production of thyroid hormone. But if you're low in iodine, that doesn't happen. And here's the, here's the side. Women are naturally prone to iodine deficiencies. That's because the thyroid gland in women is twice as large as, as that men. And that's probably, I think, or one reason anyway, women tend to be low, uh, suffer from low thyroid more so than men do. Um, so under normal circumstances, women need more iodine. When women are under stress, the need for iodine can double or triple. Now, who's not under stress? I mean, we're all under stress, so there it is. And that's the common denominator for those with hypothyroid, low thyroid, as well as fibromyalgia is this stress that people get under and they bankrupt their stress coping savings account and now they don't have any chemicals to help them deal with stress the more stress you're under the more stress coping chemicals you need but if you're not getting deeper stored to sleep if you're not taking care of yourself then you deplete your stress coping savings account and you can't handle stress your adrenal glands become uh, weak they don't allow you to have any stamina or resiliency to stress your metabolism starts to go down because your uh, your thyroid is compromised and then your immune system goes next. And it's just this domino effect. So here's slides talking about iodine. We'll talk more about that. <laughs> um, number two, the complicated matters we've already talked about, it. T4 needs to convert it into T3, and that doesn't happen for many patients. And again, there's patients out there taking Synthroid or synthetic T4 medications, lavoxyl and et cetera. That's not working. I recommend patients take a combination of T4, T3, which is called Armour Thyroid. If you're going to take a prescription medication, that's what I recommend. Uh, thyroid or Westroid are also um, combination prescription medications of T4, T3, like the body makes it. And the studies show that people do better on a combination in T3. And uh, there's some people who do fine on Synthroid, but there's probably just as many, you know, it's probably 50-50 who would do better taking a combination of T4, T3, like Armour, um, which again is a prescription medication. It was one of the original medications you used to treat hypothyroid years ago. And so uh, we talked about reverse T3 already, uh, and we talked about how stress makes that happen, and I've already mentioned about Synthroid and what goes on there. Okay, now the other thing that can happen uh, that causes low thyroid is that you get adrenal fatigue because the adrenal hormone cortisol is necessary for the conversion of T4 to active T3. And that's another reason why a lot of people may be taking Synthroid uh, or even Armour Thyroid, by the way, um, because you're, you're even on Armour, if your adrenals are really weak, you're not getting the full benefit of that arm or thyroid that you could, even though it's a combination of T4 and T3. On um, synthetic T4 medications, um, they're probably not doing a whole lot, and that's because, again, because if your adrenal function is low, you're not converting T4 to T3. You're really going to have a problem. The other thing is, is you need a lot of vitamins and minerals for the thyroid to work correctly, and uh, in particular, you need a lot of selenium and zinc, um, along with vitamins A, B. B3, B6, and C and I recommend that you take a good multivitamin with your uh, prescription medication or if you're doing over-the-counter thyroid uh, glandulars like I'm going to talk about in just a moment, but you definitely want to be taking a good multivitamin, it's got plenty of zinc and selenium in there as well as the B vitamins and excuse me, the fat-soluble vitamin A um, a deficient in any of these key nutrients may lead to low thyroid function, in particular selenium I see that um, a lot of people are low in selenium, especially individuals over the age of 60, and selenium is needed for the conversion of T4 to T3. So if you're struggling with your synthoid medication or just struggling with low thyroid, think you have low thyroid, no one's picking that up, you definitely want to be taking a multivitamin, uh, in particular with selenium. Now, the other thing that's happening, as I mentioned this earlier, is the new thyroid testing centers. In the past, those with uh, a TSH thyroid stimulating hormone above 5.0, we're considered hypothyroid and low thyroid. Now, many of you have gone in the past, though, and your doctor won't do anything until you get a TSH about 20, uh, which is crazy. I mean, they tell you, oh yeah, you've got all the symptoms of low thyroid, but it's at six, we're not going to do anything until it gets to 20. Meanwhile, I mean, you're depressed, your hair's falling out in clumps, you have dry skin, you're constipated, you're cold all the time. Um, you're a social hermit. You don't want to go out and see anybody. You have menstrual irregularities, can't sleep. All the things associated with low thyroid immune system is shot and they tell you, oh, we're not going to put you, we're not going to give you any medication. Uh, Why do they do that? Why are doctors, medical doctors, so worried about uh, putting you on medication if you don't need it? Well, if you don't need thyroid medication, um, um, I'm sorry, if you take thyroid medication and you don't need it, it can cause some problems. One of the things is it accelerates your metabolism, so it accelerates bone loss. And it can cause problems with osteoporosis, osteomalacia, uh, where you're getting um, osteopenia, uh, decreased bone mass. But, and it can cause arrhythmia or a rapid heartbeat or elevated blood pressure. But for most of you listening, and certainly my patients, it's not that you don't need thyroid, it's that they're withholding this thyroid medication because your blood tests are normal. And uh, even though you have all the symptoms of low thyroid, then what they do is they say, well, you know, you've got only symptoms of low thyroid, but your blood tests are normal. So what we're going to do is, because you're depressed, we're going to put you on antidepressant. So they put you on, I don't know, they put you on Paxil so you gain more weight because Paxil is notorious for causing you to gain weight. Um, that doesn't really help with your energy. So then they put you on Ritalin. So they put you on some Ritalin. They give you some PEP in the morning, and you start taking that, which is an amphetamine, no different than cocaine. By the way, it affects the brain the same way. And they put you on Ritalin, and then that causes further adrenal fatigue. So your adrenal fatigue becomes even worse. So you get to where you can't handle stress. Uh, becomes even, even more so to where you, you can't handle any kind of stimulation, and then you become anxious. So then they put you on Adderall or Clonopin or something else, And then within two weeks, you get addicted to that medication, because that's how quickly it can happen. And then from that medication, it depletes CoQ10, so you start getting muscle pain, especially in the lower calves or in your uh, leg muscles. Um, It also depletes sleep hormone melatonin, so then you start having problems with your sleep, so then it puts you on Ambien. And so you start taking Ambien, and, yeah, you're sleeping better, but then you get flu-like achy symptoms, and you feel like you have the flu from health, so they, you know, it just goes on and on. I mean, it just goes on and on. If they would just correct the underlying problem, which is your low thyroid, you, can, you could, you know, bypass all that garbage and feel good again. So it makes no sense to me that doctors withhold that medication when just a simple, simple inexpensive thyroid, like Armour Thyroid Prescription, would have you up and going and losing weight and uh, get your moods back to normal, get your mental clarity back, et cetera. Well, let me get off the soapbox there. Low body temperature is a sign of hypothyroid. Dr. Broder Barnes was the first to show that a low basal body temperature was associated with low thyroid. His first study was published in 1942 and it appeared in the Journal of American Medical Association. And that's how many doctors now test for low thyroid, including this doctor myself. I also would do blood tests just to check to see because oftentimes uh, that's just a nice way to check it. I do that also because if the blood test shows that you're low thyroid, you have a better chance of getting on a prescription thyroid medication, which I would recommend you do that. Um, if you can't do that, then um, then there's over-the-counter glandulars, which I use with my patients, and I'll talk about those. Uh, but I prefer my patients to do it prescription. Now, there's some patients who don't want to do prescription medication, and I understand that I'm happy to help them do it naturally, with over-the-counter glandulars or thyroid-boosting supplements. Uh, but for the most part, if I test for low thyroid blood tests, and again, I'll test for the TPO, thyroid uh, peroxidase antibodies, and reverse T3. I'll also make sure their TSH is above 3.04. Um, and also, if anyway, so I'll look at some different, a little bit different things on a blood test. But if the blood p- test comes back, abnormal then i try to refer them out to a medical doctor who could put them on a prescription medication now i had my medical practice and i had five medical doctors working for me that was no problem i would just you know get them to write the prescription anything we needed that's how that's how i did it Uh, now it's a little bit of a challenge because now i don't have a medical practice i just i do this solo now and i try to do it all naturally but in the case of low thyroid again I prefer people do a prescription, even though you can do it naturally, and we're going to talk about that. Now, the other way to check for low thyroid is this body temperature, which is an easy way to do it because you can check it at home. You don't have to see a doctor to do that. And what you want to do is first thing in the morning while still in bed, shake down and place a mercury thermometer underneath your arm and leave it there for 10 minutes. And you want to record your temperature in a daily log. Women are still having their menstrual cycles should should take their temperature after the second and third days of their period uh, menopause women can take it their temperature on any day and if you have a reading uh, at or below 97.8 it strongly suggests hypothyroid if you were a patient of mine I would put you on over-the-counter GTA Forte which is an over-the-counter supplement that doesn't have T4 in it has T3 uh, it's a glandular what does that mean it's a glandular like um, prescription drug armor thyroid which comes from the gland of pigs Um, believe it or not pigs endocrine glands thyroid adrenal etc those glands are closer to us than any other animal and so the GTA Forte which is over the counter doesn't have any T4 in it but it does have T3 that's what makes it legal for me to be able to recommend it over the counter Um, so my patients would take GTA Forte which would start to boost their thyroid function and hopefully boost their temperature. Now, if you don't have a mercury thermometer, what you want to use is a digital thermometer, excuse me, and what you want to do there is wait uh, about two hours after you've been up and then take your temperature underneath your tongue uh, and leave it in, in there and uh, see what happens. And you want to do it again about a period, you want to do say five different temperatures over, you know, five five different days and take the average. If it's 97.8 or below, you're low thyroid, and again, I'd recommend you start um, taking GTA Forte. Now, uh, kind of complicate matters a little bit, but again, we want to refine things as well, Uh, and what we see is that with um, those with low thyroid, you may also have low iodine, and you need to replace that as well, and this is how you can self-test for that. What you want to do is just go to the pharmacy or supermarket and get, uh, you know, some USP uh, tincture of iodine. You can get it right over the counter; cost you, you know, maybe a dollar a bottle. And what you want to do is take a cotton ball and swab that uh, onto about a two-inch circle over your skin, and uh, put it over the inner part of your thigh, or upper arm, and, and if it goes away within, you know, four to six hours then it's a good bet that you're low in iodine and you would benefit by adding iodine to the GTA Forte. So if you're, low, if you're low body temperature and low iodine, I'd recommend you take the GTA Forte as well as thyroid support, which is another supplement that I use in my practice. Uh, again, if you're blood if back and you're low thyroid, do it by prescription. But again, so many of my patients don't have that option of doing that uh, with prescription so you can do it naturally and you can find those supplements on my website if you would like, I'm not, I mean my intention is not to sell supplements I I certainly want to make those available Um, that's part of what I do obviously but the big thing I want to do is share this information and help people to be able to get over their thyroid, if you do it with prescription, great, if you do it with someone else's supplement, great Um, I do have it available and you can certainly call the office or go on the website to find out more about those Um, now let's look at this adrenal function because also i mentioned that earlier if you have adrenal fatigue then your thyroid is not going to work very well and the thing about adrenal fatigue it has a lot of the symptoms associated with low thyroid they're very similar low mood, and i highlight this fatigue because that's the biggie and the fatigue is the kind of fatigue that really um, you may have a day when you feel good, but if you overdo it, then you crash. Or um, you find that you poop out in the afternoon. Now, one of the things about thyroid that I didn't mention is that oftentimes with low thyroid, you tend to become fatigued after you eat because it takes a lot of energy uh, to digest your food, and so you tend to, after you eat, after, especially after a big lunch, tend to be real sleepy. That's low thyroid. Uh, but for adrenal fatigue, it's often as the day goes on you really just get worn out you also don't have any stamina distress stress. So if you get under a lot of stress it really wipes you out um, you oftentimes it have hypoglycemia so if you skip a meal you really feel bad have headaches and don't feel good the exception is oftentimes those with low adrenal function will skip breakfast because they do that to self-medicate themselves um, they want it to keep their cortisol level as high as they can and the first thing in the morning your cortisol level is that it's it's highest level but as soon as you eat as soon as you break the fast lower your cortisol level so so many a lot of people have developed this self-regulating strategy of keeping the cortisol level elevated by just skipping breakfast they don't have any they don't have any appetite and oftentimes they kind of wake up a little bit nauseated don't feel very good and that's again a side of low adrenal function so is craving salty food excuse me um so low adrenal function needs to be tested for needs to be addressed to get the most benefit out of your low thyroid protocol and also really just to feel good because when you're low in adrenal function your immune system's compromised your moods are compromised and how do you test for adrenal function well you can do it at home And you do that by getting a blood pressure cuff, taking your blood pressure lying down, and then you stand up and take it again within 30 seconds. Make sure when you take your blood pressure, you have your arm at heart level out in front of you, okay? But you you take your blood pressure lying down, then you stand up and take it again within 30 seconds. Your systolic number, that top number, it should go up 10 points. However, uh, if it drops, it's a sign of low adrenal function. The reason why it's dropping is because you don't have enough of these adrenal hormones to pump uh, oxygen and blood to, to your muscles. And oftentimes, you'll know that uh, if you are lower adrenal function, you go from lying down to standing up, you get a little bit dizzy, and that's why. So again, you want to self-test. The other thing you do is go into a darkened room and take a, a flashlight, especially a pen light, and go into a darkened room and, uh, turn, uh, looking in a mirror, turn the flashlight on and shine it into one of your eyes and what you should see is that the eye should constrict but what will happen is if you have adrenal fatigue the eye that will then dilate the pupil will become enlarged because it's too weak to keep that constricted pupil that's a sign of low adrenal function as well now you certainly can test for it too there's saliva tests that test for low adrenal function and i certainly do that in my practice but you don't have to do that no sense in spending money if you don't need to Um, But you definitely want to address adrenal fatigue. And if you have that, then there's easy ways to overcome that. You can do that by prescription. When I had my medical practice, we put people on low doses of cortisol called Cortef, and you can do that. When I sold my medical practice uh, five years ago, that wasn't an option. So I went back and studied all the literature. In the old days, what they put people on was um, glandulars, uh, like adrenal cortex, and that's what I use in my practice. They're bovine source, like the adrenal. I'm sorry, like the thyroid glandular, bovine source, um, or from, um, uh, or from pigs, so porcine source. But they're they're um, they're grass fed. They're bovine. Uh, I'm sorry. They're they're. Um, uh, my brain's going. I apologize. They're B S B bse free. So no mad cow disease. No contaminants in any of these products i taken myself um, Again, they come from New Zealand where there's never been an outbreak They're grass-fed They're not fed any animal products That's what causes that disease um, So it's a very, very clean product But you can take over-the-counter adrenal cortex Which we have in my practice Or you can get from someone else Now, I don't recommend you take Whole glandular adrenal Because that has uh, That has adrenaline in it Which can hype you up And until you start repairing the adrenal function you don't want to take anything that's stimulating so a lot of vendors out there a lot of supplements will be whole glandular thyroid I'm sorry whole glandular adrenal supplements you don't want to do that you want to take just the adrenal cortex to start with if you can't take animal products then we have another product called adrenal support that's animal free if you can't take animal products but you want to do something for your thyroid you can take the thyroid support formula which helps convert T4 to T3, but doesn't have any animal products in it. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, let's wrap up here. And um, Now, many of you probably have already gotten this special report. It goes into detail about everything I've talked about tonight, and you can get it at this website here, hypothyroidcure.com. You just put your email in. It's free. Um, and you'll, you'll instantly get this report. It'll tell you how to self-test, tell you everything we talked about in much more detail. Now, um, if you've already got this, then there's no need to get it again. Or if you had it and you lost it, um, you can go back on and get it. For some reason you have problems getting it. Call the clinic tomorrow. There's nobody here tonight except for me, but call the clinic tomorrow and they'll be happy to send that to you uh, free and you can, you can get that. There's a good bit of information on the website as well and uh, also if you've got the fourth edition fibro book that just came out i have a whole chapter which contains this report in it as well so what i'd like to do is uh, i'm going to open up the phone line here in just a minute and um i'm i'm not going to be able to do any private chats and i know i'm getting some text over here on this public chat but I'm not real good at multitasking, typing, and answering questions. I, I get distracted, so I apologize. I'm not ignoring anybody who's sent me a, uh, a text message here. But uh, it's hard for me to to concentrate, um, do both things. So let's see if I can open this up here. Last week was a little bit of a free-for-all. I'm sure it will be tonight, but I just don't really know any way to do it. I definitely want to make sure to get your questions answered. And let's see if I can remember how to open this back up. Okay, so we uh, be happy to take the first question. I do. Any questions?
1: I do. I do.
0: Okay, any questions? Yes, I have a question. Um, how would you treat adri- um, excuse me, how would you treat adre- adrenal problems and fiber problems at the same time? Adrenal and fibromyalgia problems? Correct, uh-huh. Um, that's exactly how I treat them at the same time because if you don't do that, you really sabotage yourself with fibromyalgia. Uh, the key with fibromyalgia is really getting their serotonin level boosted up making sure they're getting deep restorative sleep uh... that's really the key if that's not happening they're not going to get well but then the second has to go with that is to boost the adrenal function so excuse me. Uh, what i've developed over the years is called the adrenal jumpstart package which is a combination of supplements that address uh, everything i think you need to in the beginning for th- fibromyalgia and that covers the adrenal low adrenal function, which is using the adrenal cortex. And you can see that on the website. But it's uh, 5-HTP, my CFS formula, a digestive enzyme, because just about everybody with fibromyalgia has problems with either malabsorption or reflux or some kind of digestive disturbance that's actually depleting them of amino acids and other chemicals that they need to feel good. And then the adrenal cortex. Okay, great. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, let's see, any other questions?
2: Um, yes, how would you treat um, the thyroid and the adrenal together? I'm on Armour thyroid medicine, but not doing well. Tests showing okay. I've got your adrenal cortex, and I don't understand why you can't take it
0: past 2 p.m. But you can. That's just kind of uh, just being careful with that. You know, you know cortisol, ebbs and flows throughout the day, okay, and when your cortisol is at its highest, it's early morning, you tend to have more resilience. you tend to think better, have more energy. Uh, and towards bedtime, it really drops off, and as you sleep, it really drops off because your melatonin level is elevated and your cortisol level goes down. you got to be careful to take it too late and it revs you up, but you really you can take it later in the day. It's really not a problem. If you're taking Armour Thyroid and you're not doing as well as you think you could, then absolutely, uh, I would take the adrenal X 500 milligrams twice a day, and you can take it, you know, breakfast and dinner if you like. Some people even take it at bedtime. Causes them bother your sleep, bothers your sleep. That's a problem. You don't want to. Okay. My other problem then is I do
2: have um, insomnia, sleep problems. Would the DHEA help that?
0: Um, The the thing for insomnia, if you have problems with insomnia, I would uh, see if you're low in serotonin. And so, here if you, you know, a fibromyalgia a key. When you're low in serotonin, you have more pain. So, you get, tend to get diffuse achy muscle pain. When you're low in serotonin, you tend to be more anxious, more depressed, and you have irritable syndrome, diarrhea. When you're low in serotonin, you're not mentally, you're not real mentally sharp, you don't going to deep restorative to sleep. A okay, what you, if, if you, if, um, one thing that would be helpful, if you're not asking a question, if you could hit star six and self-mute yourself, getting a little bit of static. If, if you, one thing to note, what you could do is you can go on the website, and under health conditions or health concerns, there's a function questionnaire. If you'll, if you'll go on there. It'll tell you if you're low in serotonin or what brain chemical you're low in. Uh, serotonin, then I recommend you use 5-hydroxy trip what makes serotonin, and it also boosts your natural sleep hormone melatonin by 200%. 5-HTP protocol is not working, and by the way, you can get a free sleep protocol. Click on the sleep um, of concern, and it'll tell you in detail about that. But if 5-HTP is not putting you in sleep, then you add in the melatonin.
2: Can I ask a question? Yes. For the past year, and I, I, I believe even longer, I have been tested for my thyroid, and my my free, T3, free T4 is always below 0.62, and my TSH is always below 0.01. And my doctor says he doesn't know what's wrong with me, and yet I still am not able to function, I'm depressed, I have, I'm have, i sick all the time, I'm weight gain. Um, I, he says he can't help me.
0: So there's a case in point that they're looking at your blood step test instead of looking at you as an individual. So what I would recommend is you check your, your temperatures and see what your temperatures show.
1: Okay. Uh, another
0: option would be to get to a little more outside thinking, outside-the-box thinking doctor who would do check for your TPO, see if you got any thyroid antibodies or reverse T3. But the big thing, I would check your your low body temperature. If you had low body temperature, I wouldn't care what your blood test shows. I'd start doing, if nothing else, over-the-counter thyroid supplements. And I'd also test for your adrenals. My guess is your adrenals are low as well, and uh, you'd want to do something about that. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Any other questions? Uh, yeah, I have a question. Can you hear me? Yes.
3: Okay. Um, I have a question on hypothyroid. Is it always having to deal with high blood pressure? Because I'm I'm 37. I'm I'm really skinny. I weigh 120 pounds, and I have really low blood pressure. But my body temperature is in the morning about 97, 97.2. Mhm. And when I told my doctor, I'm always cold. He, he told me to go to Florida, so um, uh, when I hear something like that, I just you know, I'm, I'm getting a new doctor in a week. But good. all my um, blood tests came. No, people ask, all, all my yeah, sorry. All my blood tests came out came out uh, fine as well, and he gave me an ACTH stimulation test.
0: Yeah, good. Well, that's, at least they did that. Well, again, ask, you know, I treat people. I don't treat blood work. And if you need to, you know, if you people ask you, what do I do if my doctor uh, you know won't work with me. We'll fire'. Them. I mean you know we're 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 at your mercy. The only reason why we're right. is because you're a consumer, and people vote every day with their feet, so you know if I'm not doing my job, I lose patience i mean um and the same thing with uh, other doctors out there it's the only profession I know out there that can treat people like they do and still be in business and that's not everybody. I mean there's some really good doctors out there. Um, is there
3: is there any specific blood test where it will tell you one way or another, like all these other tests that you're talking about, the TPO and the reverse three? Is there one that's
0: well, that's not like not full, full I, full basically not ideally, because again, we're looking at we're trying to measure something. Um, in the parking in the parking lot, and we, we we can measure it in the parking lot. We don't know whether it's you know getting from the parking lot inside the building. You know we're guessing. So it's right, because I had a,
3: I had a hair a hair test done by a company called SantaScan, and my mother has hypothyroid, and she doesn't have a pituitary um, gland, but my hair test told me that I'm prone to getting that. Mm -hmm. And everything that this hair test told me on paper is what my body's feeling, but the doctor just, um, I don't know.
0: Well, I I would, if your temperature's running low, you've got hypothyroid, and so I would fire that doctor and get another doctor. It's hard to find a doctor to recommend on prescription thyroid medication, but, you know, so if that's the case, then just do it naturally, and if that doesn't work, then you can always um, go on a vigilant Best to find a doctor who'll help you with prescription medication. But... If you've got low body temperature, I would start doing over-the-counter thyroid supplements. You, you recommend that, what did you say,
3: GTA Forte?
0: Uh, GTA Forte, and if you have low iodine, I would add to that the thyroid support, and you can see that on the site. Now, you ask okay. if, uh, low blood pressure. Yeah, you can have low thyroid and low blood pressure. It can go either way. It sure can. Um, and, and, and also, you don't have to, you know, the thing is, if some patients, they, they they don't really have to lose weight. I've got patients um, who've come to me, and one patient stands out in particular. Um, in her mid-twenties, well, I guess she was in her early thirties, been trying to get pregnant for the last five or six years, and she, you know she was real petite. Um, she didn't need to lose any weight. Very attractive young lady, uh, very sharp. Her moods were good, but she had some other things going on that I just knew were low thyroid, and sure enough. Um, we found out low body temperature, and we—I was able to get her to uh, an outside-thinking uh, doctor and got her on prescription Armour Thyroid, and within three months she was pregnant. So you don't—you don't have to fit all those parameters exactly. Um, again, go by your body temperature—that's the big clue.
3: Right. I am getting a doctor in a week, but to get to an endocrinologist, you have to be referred by your doctor, as you know. I guess having a problem. So that's why I'm going to a new doctor, hopefully who was, you know, more, I don't know, young, younger or not at retiring age. So, but um, that's my, you know, you want to go to endocrinologist, and I have a PPO, but you have to have a report from your doctor most likely saying that you have a problem.
0: Is that true? Yeah. Um, again, it's, hard, you know, an endocrinologist tend to be pretty, um, Un, unbending, you know, in their mindset, they're they're, you know, if the blood test doesn't show it, they're not going to do anything. Um, it's unfortunately but true. Okay. Any, any other questions?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah
0: it, awesome. is there is there a way to test for serotonin level? There is. Um, you can do that by an amino acid test. You can do that uh, several ways. One of the ways we do it here in my practice. Um, because I do work with a lot of people with low moods, uh, mood disorders because of my book, Treating and Beating, Anxiety and Depression. Um, you can do a test that would measure how much serotonin is in the system, uh, you can, and it's a neurobalance test. You can see that on the website uh, if you go under lab test. The company that I recommend is Neuro, neuro Balance incorporate or neurobalance if you do a search on neurobalance testing or neurobalance labs you'll see it it'll go into detail I've got a lot of great information on there whether you go through me to get that or not that's not near here or there but yeah you can test for that and I'm happy to do that or you can find a doctor that will order that test for you it's fairly um, inexpensive uh, to do I don't do the real complicated ones uh, uh, routinely I, the one I do is I think about $115 $120 Okay, thank you. You're welcome.
2: Hi, can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can.
2: Um, supplement here, it's got raw adrenal tissue, 200
3: milligrams. I'm just wondering, can you tell if that's the uh, glandular cortex or what?
0: And and the supplement you're talking is adrenal and it's got 200 milligrams in it?
3: called raw adrenal, freeze-dried glandular concentrate.
0: Okay, now what that is, that's whole glandular because it doesn't mention adrenal cortex. It's going to be the whole glandular. Now, this is kind of nerd talk. This is um, physiology geek talk here, but the adrenal glands are divided into the adrenal cortex, which is cortisol, DHEA mainly, uh, which really help you deal with stress. And then the other parts, the adrenal medulla, and the medulla has adrenaline in it, which gives us zip drive, a lot of energy. And they're both important, but... Um, in the beginning, you really want to use the cortex, the cortisol and DHEA, and you don't want to you don't want to use the adrenaline because it can be too stimulating and can cause some problems. So what you're taking is whole glandular. Uh, if you're doing good on it, stay on it. If you're not, then I'd recommend you switch to the adrenal cortex for a while, and then you could go back to that product.
3: Right to go it seemed to be too much for me for a few days but at the moment it seems
0: to be good well you may have gotten used to it then that's you know what you said it it, you know for the first few days it seemed to be too much that's what I find I
2: was like whoa what's this
0: (laughs) but yeah yeah so always start with the adrenal cortex but if you're doing good on that stay on it no problem but um, again I use I I always recommend people start in my my patients anyway start with adrenal cortex um which, again, is the cortisol, which helps the immune system, mental clarity, resiliency to stress, stamina, and then also the DHEA, which is a potent antidepressant, as well as um, great for the immune system.
3: Which was the last one? DHEA, did you say?
0: I'm no? sorry about the DHEA, what I'm sorry, can you ask that again? What
3: was that last supplement you mentioned?
0: Oh, DHEA, which is in the adrenal cortex. That's uh, it's, Okay, that's,
3: okay. And do you prefer mel-
0: or 5-HTP per sleep. Do I prefer? Uh, do you say melatonin or 5-HTP? I'm sorry. What was the question again? I'm sorry. Which supplement? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, you're breaking up. I apologize. Can you ask one more time? Which supplement do you prefer to use for Yeah, 5-HTP or melatonin? Um, well, if you're low, if you're low in serotonin and you can test you can fill out a questionnaire on the website go to the the health concerns <coughs> excuse me at the www.treatingandbeating.com uh, you'll see a, on the sidebar says health concerns click on that you'll see a brain function questionnaire and if you if you see that you're low in serotonin then i'd recommend you do the 5-htp because that'll boost your serotonin level but 5-htp also boost your natural melatonin levels by 200%. Um, if you're low in serotonin, you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep, tend to be depressed, tend to be anxious, um, tend to not be mentally as sharp as you'd like to be, oftentimes low um, pain threshold, so you tend to have more pain, low moods, and oftentimes IBS. But you can look at that questionnaire. If you're not depressed, you know, not low in serotonin, then I would just use melatonin, and I prefer people use, excuse me, sublingual melatonin, which you let dissolve underneath the tongue. Uh, it works right away, and uh, that puts you, you know, should put you to sleep within 30 minutes. Okay. I
2: always wake up after four hours. I to
0: have to get um, Yeah, now sometimes you have to take, you know, anywhere from three to nine milligrams of sublingual to sleep through the night, And sometimes people have to use time-release melatonin, which we also use and have available for people who have no trouble falling asleep but wake up during the night and can't sleep through the night. Any other questions? One last question. If you're you're eating and drinking tastes like salt, what is that a problem of? If you're like salt?
3: Everything that you're eating and drinking has a strong salty taste.
0: Hmm, I'm not sure. If you're craving salt, that's usually a sign of low adrenal, low adrenal function. But I'm not sure if you have a salty taste what that is, yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Any, anybody else? Dr. Murphy, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, I've, uh, I have a comment and a question. And my comment I is, I've
2: read
0: all your books, and uh, I'm, really, I'm really helped by the I can
1: repeat please. But um, I had a question I'd like to get off of
0: my armor with the idea that I could somehow um, kind of stop taking thyroid supplements after a while. Is there something? is as changing to the natural form and then getting rid of the armor after a while? So, uh, I don't, yeah, well, I, I don't know why you want to come off the armor. I guess maybe it's a prescription armor you know i wouldn't think of armor as a prescription drug i would think of it as replacement therapy and if you're doing good on armor i would stay on it i um you know so i have patients who are adamant about coming off all their prescription medications it's a big part of what i do with my patients um thyroid included but if you're doing well i wouldn't i would just stay on that armor thyroid if you want to attempt to come off of it you certainly can do it with the supplements And what you would do is start with a GTA Forte and check your iodine level. If your iodine level shows that you're low in iodine, then you'd add the thyroid support. Um, And then you would just, by using those two, you would regulate your body temperature by increasing the dose if you needed to. But if you're doing good, I wouldn't rock the boat. I'd stay on that armor okay I tend to gain weight other than that I guess I'm feeling pretty good I used to have a lot of depression problems but uh-huh. I would say that's pretty much actually gone away I keep thinking once in a while I get this little thought that I'm kind of depressed when I first wake up but then it kind of goes away and that's so much better than I was I can't even tell you <laughs> well yeah and you may you may find that you need to uh, have your thyroid, your Armour dose adjusted and the other thing um, you know, if, you're, if your TSH is not at 2.0 You probably need to increase your Armour Thyroid Maybe you can get your doctor to do that The other thing that I find helpful with Armour Thyroid Is that people do better if they space it out So they take some in the morning, some in the mid-afternoon Some in the some in the evening Because it only lasts about four hours mm-hmm. um, And Unlike Synthroid, which tends to last the whole day So if you can space it out, you tend to do better and you'll notice even your metabolism kicks in a little bit more, too. Thank you. And you're welcome. And we've got uh, a little bit more time if, if somebody's got a question and can get through. I know it's got a little bit of a free for Um, I have
3: a question. What What is your TSH supposed to be at
0: around? Well, you look at the TSH should be um, no higher than 3.04, Okay. But okay. look at a lot of the lab tests; they're still using outdated parameters, 4.5 to 5.5. And so a lot of times, your your blood test back, It'll be four, okay? But it's underneath that outdated parameter on that on that sheet of paper. What they're using, and they'll say you you're fine. But, but the American College of Endocrinology years ago came out and said we're going to lower it from 5.0. Three point oh four. Just a lot of doctors never got FIMO.
3: And my other question is, do you know what a ACTH simulation is?
0: Do I know what the 5HTP assimilation is?
3: Yeah, when you get a shot, you, they take your blood, then they give you a shot, and then they take your blood to check for adrenal insufficiency.
0: Um, now you're talking about like a thyroid releasing hormone stimulation test? Um, yeah, I think it's cortisol. Uh, A-C-T-H test, yeah. yes. Yes,
2: yes.
3: Okay. Do you know what the result should be after they inject you with, um, I think it's called MI?
0: No, I don't offhand. I mean, if, if okay. you had the lab sheet, you could look right there and it would tell you, but I don't know the numbers. And, and also, the thing with that test, like a of test, is different labs use different uh, uh, Parameters, so it depends on the lab as well how they interpret. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. Hello, I have a question. Yes. Um, um. You ordered a reverse T3 for me. My name's Joanne Fitzgerald, and my doctor um uh, ordered a uh, free T3, and um it was six, and he said the normal was two to four. So he said, everything's fine. Could you explain uh, the free T3? Is, is,
0: that, is it, Joanne? Yes. Hey, Joanne. Uh, um, okay, so you. you had reverse T3, and was it elevated?
1: Uh, yes, it was. You ordered that for me, and it was, uh, what, 400, and I don't have it right now, 419 yeah. or something like that.
0: Yeah, so it should be, I think, below and so it's I, think. I,
1: I took that to my doctor, and he said... He ordered a free T3 on me, and that was, came out to be six. Okay. And um, he said that's fine, and he wanted to keep everything the way it was and continue um, in the Armour thyroid. So. The
0: problem with that is I would want to look at a uh, a, a, a total re-upt- a reuptake T3. I don't want to see what actually—not the free T3. I don't want to see what the uptake is, how much the cells are uptaking free. A little bit okay. different. Um, again, though, if we look too much at the blood test, we tend to miss the patient. Right. And I'm, you know, um, knowing a little bit about you, my guess is, um, you know, you need to be, you know, you, your, your thyroid needs to be addressed. I don't care what the blood test show. Even even if it, uh, even if you didn't have that reverse T3, that was just a for a clue. You definitely need to have your thyroid addressed because it's not working correctly. Okay. Yeah, right. so we need you to call me, we need to see if we can weigh that box or do something different. Okay.
1: Well um, I may just call and set up an appointment with you then. Yeah, let's
0: see if we can't get let's see if we can't get somebody to help change that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you.
1: Okay,
0: any other questions? I
2: have a question on that five H T P. There's two different strengths. Um that you can order from your website. One's 50 milligrams and one's 100, which is uh-huh. the to, to start on.
0: Um, let's see. Uh, do you have fibromyalgia?
2: No, I have hypothyroid, and my PSH was 1309. And they took me off of Lebo Thyroxy and put me back on a floor, although my doctor didn't want me to. He doesn't like it. He said it's going to be the distance he'd be making if he has his way and just trashed it totally. I was doing fine on it until I couldn't find my strength. They stopped making it, and then I went back, and I they got my strength now. Yeah, um, yeah. Back on our more, and I broke out with a huge rat, red rash around my arm and just had a lot of problems with it. But I'm taking – I got your um, adrenal – cortex, I seem to be a little bit better, but I'm the one that called about the sleeping problem, you said the 5-HTP
0: Yeah, I would start with 100 milligrams, the reason why we have two different strengths is in the beginning they have syndrome trouble taking 5-HTP, so we start them at a low dose just to make sure that I have trouble with it but it's more cost advantageous to take the 100 milligrams and and because you, you want to take start excuse me start, start with 100 milligrams 30 minutes 30 minutes before bed on an empty stomach with a little bit of grape juice excuse me uh, grape juice helps to get in the brain quicker if you don't have grape juice then just you know first night you can use water but uh, grape juice does help it get in the brain quicker but start with 100 milligrams 30 minutes before bed empty stomach If I can take one more question. Okay. Well, listen, I enjoyed tonight, and um, please visit the website. Next month, we'll have one on fibromyalgia. We'll be doing one on mood disorders. This presentation will be on the website. You can, you can listen to it again if you'd like to. We'll have the PowerPoint up in the next few days as well. You can review that. There's certainly a good bit of material on the website that you're welcome to look at and review Please feel free to call the clinic tomorrow. They'll be happy to answer your questions. And um, if, if for some reason they can't answer your question, then they'll, you know, they'll they'll make sure I, I do. Um, but uh, and I've seen some of these, these posts on here, and you know, you can send an email if you can't get through tonight. And see one. Uh, maybe is, is Blair on the line still? Um, Someone's anyway. Someone's trying to, to answer a question. But anyway, um, if you didn't get your question answered, then please uh, call the clinic, and we'll make sure we we'll do our best to, to get your question answered. And again, tune back into the website and find out what teleconferences we'll be doing in the near future. And I wish. you